Welcome to the My Love of Golf podcast. We are leaderless, but we are not rudderless. Welcome, Mike. How are you? <laughs> Good, mate. It's actually really weird because, because <laughs> normally at the start, I'm still prepping stuff and you two are rabbiting on and definitely. My music's being played. I'm getting <laughs> And I'm like, oh, now I've got to talk straight away. There you go. <laughs> I'm good, mate. I'm good. As we just said, it's been a... Uh, it's a it's it's been a busy day to to start a busy week. I think this week, same as you. I think. Yeah, I I got I got super you know had a really busy day work wise. So it's good that we're recording a little bit earlier than normal. So because I know I'm going to run out of steam, but at the same time I'm pretty anxious to go back and I know we're going to talk about we have we've got a preview podcast, but I don't know. I have to talk about it now. It's like the Open Championship. YouTube channel live from the range. It's awesome. Already seen Rory out there flushing a few oh. into the into the greenkeeper shed. Nice. It's full full blown live. They got commentary. They got another dude on the course. So Tiger's on hole three, and he's walking around with him. It's just this is oh, on now. It is on now. Oh wow, yeah. Then I'll be uh, I'll watch a little bit of that tonight. I did. I was getting a bit excited because I'm red hot on seeing the tee times and. Um, I had a look for the tea times before, but they've only got the practice round tea time so far. So uh, yeah, there you go. I'll have a look. I'll have a squeeze as soon as we're done. And and I think we also have to be very particular about the weather forecast when we get to the to the data lake in that in all the over review it. one. All, <laughs> all, over, all it. over it. Already <laughs> already have the uh, the weather is is number one for me. I'll, <laughs> I'll be holding all bullets until uh, until I see a bit more on the weather. But we'll but get before- to that. Before we, we'll talk about that one on another episode, but we've got lots to cover. We've got the the Scottish Ajar, we have um, the Barbasol, or the uh, the bearded bearded foam cup, and uh, also JP McManus uh, Pro Am. Um, where, where, where do we want to start? Uh, I think we start with the the Ajar. That that was the main one that people would have watched, I guess. The Scottish. <clears throat> yeah. Did you watch? Did you get to watch much this week? Uh, I watched the. F- bear with me. <coughs> Oh, uh, I watched a fair bit of the feature groups. Yep. Because, I um, again, I was actually really impressed with the DP World. They were just um, they were airing all of the stuff live on YouTube. So it was really good to see at least two or three hours of the feature groups. And they were, they were good, good groups that they were having, um, that they were showing. So I got to see a lot of that. That was actually quite good. Yep. Um, before the, the main broadcast coming on which was at about, I think about 11 o'clock. And then I'd switch it over, over onto, onto KO to watch the, the main groups. Um, so I watched, that was pro, I didn't watch much of the, the end of most rounds because, yeah. you know, I was, I was pretty tired by the time I got to yeah. like one o'clock and stuff like That's that. Fell, fell asleep got, in front of the TV. So you, you know, got to save get, some for this week. Get myself dialed in, ready, <laughs> ready. Yeah. Um, but it was just 
uh, I think the best thing about this year's one is that the weather, there wasn't a lot of rain, so the course mm. wasn't wet. So yep. it wasn't playing a bit of target golf and it was a bit more in the true link style. Yep. And I think also, I think I watched the most of a Scottish Open in, in most other years. So I got to sort of appreciate uh, the Renaissance Club in a little yep. bit more and, and it being firm as well. You could see, um, I think, Tom, this, it's funny. There are some people sort of don't think it's that great. I actually think think from a test of golf it's quite good it's a pretty good mix mm-hmm. uh and it was good to see uh, i think it's a good hit out for a lot of the players and being challenged it reminded uh, me i've never been there obviously i know um, roscoe's played there it reminded me just from looking at it it reminded me a bit of st andrews uh, not st andrews um 13th beach here and down the bowen bowen head side of melbourne just the, it just reminded me a little bit of that, the way it sort of ducked in a little bit and then sort of on the coast. A little bit a little of trees bit here and, and there yeah, and stuff like that. And, yeah. But um, no, look, I don't know. I don't know enough about it outside of watching it on TV. Um, it looks okay to me. Yeah, I think they've uh, – so Tom Doak, it's because it's a Tom Doak course. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think he's made some tweaks. So, so apparently um, – Podrick Harrington is like a consultant to to Doak on the course and they've made a lot of changes. So apparently two holes are now closer to the to the water. So they've actually changed two holes completely. Yep. Uh, I think they changed the 17th hole. And I was listening to Doak talk about that when he, you know, when he designed it, and he's talking about a particular bunker at the front, and Podrick Harrington said. Oh, I didn't even realize that bunker was yeah, there. I heard that the other day, it made me laugh. <laughs> um, yeah. So, so I don't know. For me, it was. I, I think it was. I didn't get. I wasn't engrossed in it, but I was. It was really good to watch. Yeah, I, I found it good to watch and seeing certain players. Um, you know, we'll, we'll eventually. Oh, I'll, yeah, I'll talk about him a lot. Max Homer, seeing him yep. sort of acclimatized to the. To Scottish golf for probably the first time. Other players we've talked about, um, you know, what form they're sort of carrying in. So it was just, it was just good. It was just good golf to watch. It was, <laughs> um, yeah. I, I sort of probably a bit like you. I uh, I went in and out of it a little bit, so I, I probably kept track of both tournaments this weekend. As, as normally, or as, as an example for this week for the Open, I won't be watching too much of the. Um, Barracuda Championship, but this week I was trying to keep an eye on both, and the other one was much more um, beneficial to my time zone of our time zone, the the, uh, the Barbers Hole. But yeah, I watched a lot of the Scottish. I watched a lot of it on replay. It, I thought it was good. I thought it was interesting to see the players that sort of filtered to the top. There was some cream there that rose to the top, and there were some people that I probably didn't expect to see at the top as well, which was which was interesting. And I sort of put it down to some people acclimatized to getting there and playing in a very different style of golf in a different part of the world quickly. And some just don't. And I, I'm not going to put a line through, you know, uh, Scotty Scheffler because he finished T87 and missed a cut. It's the next week. But um, I think he'd want to be getting some practice in, in the next couple of days and just getting uh, getting everything tickety-boo for this week. Yeah, we, 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 we already learned from the, um, you know, 
this is the uh the almost the leading up the anniversary of the morikawa it is it is yeah it was uh <laughs> well that's exactly right so what was it it was this time last year he missed the cut had hit it his stroke scan approach off the charts better than anyone on on tour and had his worst week ever and then he went into the uh the tailor-made truck and got his irons tweaked and changed the whatever he did his lie angles or Whatever they were, that was he changed the bounce. Better. I think he took yeah. he took um right. took a heap of bounce off them and stuff like that. Yeah, and um yeah, the rest is history. Then he's he's drinking out of the claret drug five days later. So yep. playing yeah. till he's sixty. <laughs> <laughs> no, exactly. Um, so Xander won. Xander was the man. Did we believe that? He's like he he, he was like. Mini Tony Finau for probably the last twelve to eighteen months. He wins the gold medal. Yep. You know, he wins that. He wins the gross in the in the net club championship. Yeah. But you know he's really not struck up any wins, and then all of a sudden he's like bang bang, bang bang. Actually, bang. we'll call it bang 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 because I think he won the the JP McManus Pro Am as well. He won the JP. He won the Scottish, and he won the week before the travelers. The travelers. So. Whenever I'm outlaying shekels, the one thing that I look at, if you said to me, unless you, who's playing this week? Oh, these are just playing. This is the best player in the tournament by far and away, but he won last week. I, I can't have a dollar on him because there's no way anyone's winning back to back unless it's Tiger Woods. Yeah, Tiger Woods in his prime. <laughs> so this week, I don't want to sort of give anyone a sneak peek, but Xander won't be in the picks for the <laughs> championship. He's not going back to back to back to back. Um, <laughs> But it was good. Like I, I thought he was. Um, I thought you really described it well. He's been that guy that he was probably living in a jar world. He couldn't close any doors ever. Um, <laughs> he, he was a jar. He was a jar, <laughs> and he he was pretty good down the stretch. Um, he had an exceptional shot into sixteen. Was it sixteen? The par five, I think. He had a really good shot in. Um, set up for the easy birdie. Seventeen. You know. Was was probably one of the best putts I think you've seen him make in a while. I didn't think he'd make it. I thought he was a guaranteed bogey there. Probably what is he, twelve or fifteen feet that he rolled in for for that par, and that really gave him that buffer coming up eighteen. So when you're coming up eighteen, you got two shots to play with. You make it. You just you're just making no worse than bogey, and that's what he did. He hit iron off the tee. He hit iron in, made his bogey and won. He well, did the anti Adam Scott. Let's let's not yeah. hit it in the bunkers. No and. It, it was smart play. Um, I probably, it, look, it was smart play. It wasn't exciting play. Um, but yeah, look, he did what he had to do. I think uh, if it went to a playoff, I probably would have had him over Kitty Armour anyway, but Kitty Armour was playing very well. But, um, you know, they're the ones that Xander should be, you know, running away with and, and, and sort of doing well. But today he shot even par. So even par is not a bad score. But the guys behind him, the same as we, very similar to what we said last week. Kitty Yama's gone four under. Ju Young Kim's gone three under. Cantlay's gone three under. Westwood, um, Fleetwood's gone three under. So, yeah, he's treading water at seven. Um, if he gets one or two under, he, he comfortably wins it without, without having to worry about any stress on, not, on 18. Yeah. What was it? Um, did you see his early? I, I didn't see the last. I only saw highlights of the last part of his round, but I saw him up to 11. So I saw him yep. when he's made the bogey on seven, eight, no, six, seven, and nine. Yep. They were, no. bad, they were bad bogeys. 
Yeah, no, and look, I didn't see it, but it doesn't surprise me. Um, yeah, I think he, he had like a, two, I think he had like a nearly a two shot lead, two, nearly two shot lead, and all of a sudden, within the space of like four holes, he was yep. like tied. Yeah, well, Kitayama was right up there. Yeah, um, and yeah, that that Ju Young Kim, I really like him. Um, I know the uh, the No Lang Up boys like to call him a manipulator, but. I sort of caught a little bit of oh, the. Is that who they're talking? Yeah, because he's top fifty in the world now. He's only a kid he on looks, the yeah, on the Asian tour. He looks like Sun um, Sung Jae Not not being racist. He because of the same um, sponsors, the same sort of shape, body shape. He's probably stockier, um, but he he's a little brick and he can play golf. I've watched him on and off in in some of the Asian tour events in the last sort of twelve months. He's really impressive, and I think he stands out because he looks exactly like Sung Jae Yeah. Um, but uh, he, he's a really, really good golfer, and, and he hit the shot into 16 par 5 today, and he was screaming at it. I think, I'm sure he has like a, almost an, a little bit of an American accent in there, so I'm not sure whether he's played college or whether it's just where he's grown up. And But he um, he's, he's a talent. He's, you know, I don't know how old he is. He'd be early 20s. He's going to be a good golfer. And to see him play here, and I think they said on the coverage, it's the first time he's played Lynx golf. Oh. To finish third, it was good going. Very, very good going. Um. Yeah. Your other mates who were up there, Paddy Cantlay and Tommy Fleetwood. <laughs> thoughts? Well, Fleetwood, everyone knows my thoughts on Fleetwood. He's the Ricky without the billboards. Yep. Oh, I don't know. Well, he, he was up there, but I was looking at his – I don't think he's – he hasn't won a tournament since 2018. Is it really? Yeah, it's been a long time. Wow. It's yeah, been no, a long, man. long time. You think COVID in the middle and everything else, but yeah, he look, he'd be happy with his round. He's happy, you know, he's round 173 and he's gone 69, 67, 67. He's played okay golf. And we should say at the beginning of the tournament, the waves were a bit wonky. I was a bit surprised day one. I did watch the early, early starters and some very poor scores for a course that really wasn't playing that tough. Yeah. Well, because you had Tringali come out and, and, it's funny yeah. when you think, you know, he's leading the tournament at nine under. Yeah. But you, you're right. Some of the some of the scores in the AM, mm. like they were not good at all. No. Which and so and then the conditions in the afternoon, they the wind really did whip up. Yep. In yeah, the yeah, afternoon. Yeah. And it was it was brutal and it was funny. So, so you know, a few of the ones that I've been splashing around on in the in the data lake happen yeah. to be in the afternoon round. I'm yeah. like, oh, here we go again. Yep. That's the way it goes. It's it's one of those things with those draws over there. You know, you've got to you've got to be uh looking at it. And we're going early, obviously, and looking before we're sort of um putting the numbers out again this week. But yeah, it's a um it's pretty interesting. One thing I did hear today, I, I might have been the known laying up guys talking about it as well, because there was at one point in round one or two, um, there was notes on Twitter that they the the pros were barely making the fairway off the tee. Might have been round one. So they were teeing off and couldn't get to the fairway into the breeze. That, that would that would explain in round two because there was there was a big kerfuffle. Yeah, with the ones that played, the ones that played in the afternoon uh, did the AM, no the PM AM. Yeah, they cracked it. Yeah, because they moved the tees up Correct. like a couple hundred meters on the ones that were into the wind. Yeah, so then the people that had. The, in the afternoon on yeah. day two, got a, a got a better run. advantage. Yeah, and I'd never really thought about it because 
I would have thought it's a bit like a, you know, I think about it like the Pebble Beach Pro-Am, right? Pebble Beach Pro-Am, the pins are in the middle of the greens and they stay in the same spot for three days because everyone has to play the same pins. Yeah. And I, I don't know why, but I'd always thought day one and day two were the same when it comes to where the pins cut and and where, maybe not where the pins cut, but where the where you're teeing off from because you want it to be equal, especially when you're taking into account the elements because it's so often that you're going to get um, benefit for the morning wave when the conditions are normally lighter. Yeah, very, very weird. Yeah, so um, that, made it, that made it brutal. And then, you know, yeah, yeah. slaughtered. Slaughtered in the lake. Slaughtered, yeah, same. Don't worry. Um, Paddy Cantlay, flashing form before a major, getting everyone excited again, getting the bookies not remotely nervous at all because they'll be just banking that cash this week when he doesn't do anything again. Oh, think about the amount of people that, that are going to be throwing money on Paddy Ice. Bookies yep. are going to be going... Oh, yes. They would have been watching him play there and go, oh, here we go. Here we go. All here right. we go. I'm going to get a new car for this. Put, put the order <laughs> in for the new Porsche. Yeah, new Porsche. New <laughs> Porsche. But, you know, there's heaps of smucks out there going to drop a heap of cash on Paddy Ice. <laughs> That's it. Actually, speaking of Porsches, which is my segue to Genesis, the sponsor, did you see Jordan Smith, how he was playing that par 3, 17th, 15th? Jordan Smith, the prize was to... I didn't see the hole-in-one. If you made a hole-in-one, you won a car and your and caddy won a car. And the caddy won a car. Right? So day two, he made an ace, right? Day three, he hit it to about a foot and a half. <laughs> day four, he hit it to about four feet. I, no. I, I was looking at him. He was laughing his head off on the third day because they thought it was going to go in again. He's like, what's he going to do with two cars each? Um, no, I, was thought, I thought it was only one. It was only like a the first person, not like it a would multiple. probably is, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it was like <laughs> multiples, right? Oh, oh especially for two cars for each person, uh, well, one car the, for each person. Because the day two one, that pin was front, front left in that funnel. Uh, I can't remember now. I just remember seeing it going. It was a good shot. It was, it, you know, it kicked up and then it sort of funnels from right to left as it hit the green and rolled straight in. Yeah, there was and this the bottom day, tier, like over the trap, and it's one of those ones. I think the, yeah, it's like if you hit a little draw and you sort of land it kind of middle of the green, just yep. and you, then it's like it hits this tier and funnels in. Yeah. It was per, It was perfect hole in one, like, hole. Well, I, I would... um. Actually, I can probably look it up, but he he literally, I, I, I'd be shocked. Actually, I got him right here. I can tell you what he did. I can tell you exactly what he did for everyone at home. So day one, I'll go with the worst. I'll go with his worst one. Day one, he hit it. Um, no, it's not going to tell me. Maybe he's going to tell me. Day one, he hit the ball to, oh, no, playing up. Day one, he hit it to 54 feet. That's a, no, that's a shocker. That would have been a shocker. He hit it to 61 feet on day one and made the putt for birdie. Oh. <laughs> on, on day two, he made a hole in one. one. On day three, he hit it to 21 inches. The day after making a hole in one there. And on day four, he hit it to five feet 11. Did so, he make the putt? 
Yeah. So he's got birdie, eagle, birdie, birdie on the hole. Yeah. <laughs> on a par three. That's unbelievable goal. Jordan Smith. Um, the other ones that I think the bookies will be paying attention to, uh, the two that are up towards the top were uh, Matty Fitz and Cam Smith. Yeah. Oh, sorry. And your boy. I think your boy had a bit of a letdown late. He finished with 71 today, but he was, I think he probably had a few bogeys late, didn't he? Yeah. So I think, so I think Max had it to four. Yeah, he went four over on the he back. He had it to nine. four under and he had a, um, his last, so from 13 onwards, it was a bit of a, no, I'd say, actually, I would say from 11. So the part, I think 11's the par five. I think he made, hit a bad shot in there, made par. He, yeah, 10, par. 10's a par five, then he made a par. And then from 12, he made a bogey on the three, yeah. doubled 15 and bogeyed 18. Yeah. Um, yeah, so yeah. He, he was, I, I think he, he was battling with a few things, I think, in those last sort of seven holes off the tee. Yeah. Yep. Um, but the thing is, it was good to see him. So for me, it was good to see him thereabouts playing in those conditions and getting used to it. Um, Cause I know that he's been working on um, two, two things in particular, his wedges. Yep. So how he's flighting his wedges and also almost like getting a bit of a, we'll call it a stinger driver going. Yeah. So I, I think, I think that's, I think that's paying off. And again, like tough course, there's a part of me that, you know, people talk about the, oh no, shit, I'll, I'll leave that for it open. And we started waffling. Um, so that was good. Uh, Cam Smith, I think he's, I think he might've found the putter again. Strokes game putting for the tournament, nearly one and three quarter shots. Not bad. Pretty good. Yeah. So if, oh, so I'll go to rankings. So for the tournament this week, Cam Smith ranked fourth in putting. That tells okay, you so back bit, bit bit more back to normal. Yeah, the only thing that he um he'll always do poorly is the off the tee part in his in his numbers, um just purely because he just doesn't hit as many fairways as as he as he should. Um, but other than that, yeah, his numbers are pretty good. Um, top well, his strokes gained approach this week was actually pretty poor, which is normally his best part of his game. So yeah, we'll see how that goes this week. Yeah, well, because that's the thing, right? So, uh, for, uh, I think I remember when you were talking about the stats at the PGA. PGA's had his PGA in the US Open. I think he'd had his best sort of like tee to green. Yeah, <laughs> like but he's had two of the worst putting weeks ever. P, P, the PGA, PGA, he he would honestly be still kicking himself because he was lights out across the board in everything, and. He's a very good putter and had an absolute shocking putting week. Yeah. He did not make a thing. Uh, I think he ranked nearly last. And if that was only average, he wins it by miles. Yeah. So, yeah, I think they're the guys that um, that most people will be looking at it at the pointy end. Four names that I wrote down, though, that you'll be interested in. And I'll give you the four names and you tell me why we're interested. Poulter, Harding, Otegui, and Grace. Why would they be interesting, Rocket? Because they're all <laughs> they're all playing on the WCW tour. They are, and between them, they didn't make enough money to get out of bed from what their new from what their new pay packets look like. 
So they they took it took the uh, DP World Tour to court and get an injunction to turn up and play. The best of the four was who did, did you do you know who finished the best of the four? No, I don't. No, it was um Brandon Grace finished at even T twenty four. He made seventy two thousand euros, which is I suppose that's okay. I mean, what did he win? What did he win? Um, he win like the week four, before, like four million, million USD. Um, next best was a Tegui at plus three T forty two one thirty seven. Harding plus eight T sixty six went made seventeen k, and Pult missed the cut seventy eight seventy two T one hundred and thirty eight. That wasn't probably worth it. Oh. Probably. I didn't look at it, but I wonder where the they put them in on the tee times. I can tell you. Was it they, first out and last out? First out and last out both days, both two, two at the front and two at the back. So yeah. the tee, I'm guessing their tee times are already done. Well, even if they weren't, it's pretty funny. Um, but Harding, Harding has actually shot a really good score. I'm, I'm most certain. He played reckon, all right last week Harding at Liv like Portland too. I reckon he was six under round one, five under round one. He he shot very no, good. No, score. he was. I think he should. No, I think I think you're right. I think he did. Sh- he was four or five under. Because someone and, asked me and, last and never minute. got shown on the on the broadcast. <laughs> no, nah, he was out. He was out in the first group. So yeah, he he was one of those guys. He shot sixty five round one. Yeah. So he was one of those guys that someone asked me an hour before kickoff. I got a message from on the phone from a regular golf shekel outlier saying, "Who should I be bidding on for round one leader?" And I said, "Look, whoever it is, take someone in the morning because the wind's going to be up." And I said, maybe Otegui, who he was playing with. <laughs> and then Harding went out and shot shot 65. Um, it didn't matter anyway because... Um, Tringali. Tringali went past them, the triangle. Who, again, it's, it's pretty funny the way golf works. And it is a lot of numbers that, that I look at each week. But it's, it's really interesting the way that the amount of people that play well in round one just have a habit of playing really well in round one. This year, Tringali has been not great in round one. Um, but in in years gone by, he's a top ten the last two years in his round one scoring. Oh. So this year he's been poor, and then all of a sudden, what happens? He comes out and has a blinder. I can tell you what his new numbers are. So two years ago he was eleventh. Last year he was third in in across the whole of the PGA Tour in round one scoring average. This year he's one hundred and nine. Oh, so you've got. You've got Data Lake on on first round, first round scoring and stuff like that. So yeah. that when you're making your your first round picks, you've yeah. gone what what's their what's their history like? Absolutely. So oh. what I do is I run oh. the last. I, I run learn, the last, I learn a new thing every day. <laughs> I run the last four years, and then I average those numbers out. So just to make it really clean and easy, the person who ranks at the top um, is normally someone like Patrick Cantlay, right? Patrick Cantlay. He's this. This is a prime example of 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 of, a, of someone who's proving the rule that if you're good in round one, you're good in round one. So his last four years, this is his average uh, scoring average across the whole PGA Tour: twenty first, eighth, seventh, and fifth. Right across one hundred and sixty people or whatever it is. Right, so, he is just good in round one. So if Patrick Cantlay is out this week coming in the morning, he's a person that you want to look at. So this is what I'll be doing once I get the the tea gotcha. times. Because I was very 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 keen to see tea times. But if you so, look at some someone like I'll just give you a different name. Yeah. 
Um, I'll give you a name that it's someone that you wouldn't necessarily go, oh, yeah, that, that guy's a good player, but you wouldn't expect it, right? So Adam Scott, right? Adam Scott's not a bad player. He's had good good results. Now, he's round one scoring, 71st, 84th, 44th, 78th. You wouldn't bet him to be round one. Now, he probably will this week. I've said that. But it just, yeah, it's funny to see how many people are either good at it or not good at it, or, or they're in the middle, but there's definitely definitely who's, who's 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 those couple that have been that historically who who are the best over the last four years in that first round stuff the last four years so just looking at the numbers here just for the guys that are playing the open as an example so Cantlay um is the best next best is russell henley oh yeah 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 i didn't need data for that one no john ram oh xander shoffley Yep. Seamus Power. Yep. And yeah, then you're getting to like Tringala, not 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 far away. So the first round, should we call the first round leader like the Cantlay Cup or something like that? Something or like that. Yeah. Cantlay's yeah. like Cantlay's outstanding. But even somebody like John Rahm, obviously, what you think, oh yeah. First, 21st, second. That's pretty good. And eleventh, sorry. Um, but then you look yeah, at but he, like, he's a he's a bit of a wider wire man, right? We only yeah. have to remember like Muirfield. I'll give you a good another good one. Twenty twenty, Rory was first overall, and twenty twenty two he's first overall. Twenty twenty one, one hundred and thirty seventh. <laughs> so he wasn't feeling it last year. No, well he did stink it up a lot last year. Yeah. Um, notables that missed the cut. I know we talked about a few people that didn't um didn't get their head in the game early enough. Min Woo was disappointing. That was his first, um, um, what do you call it? Defense. Yeah. T147, he went 77-74. Justin Thomas, T138. Max Hovland, 109. M109. Willie Zalatoris, I think he was about five over in his last six or seven holes to miss the cut, T87. And Scheffler and Morikawa were both T87 as well. Again, not that we're putting lines on for this week, but um, yeah, I think there'd be some people that'd be disappointed. Um, I'll tell you who wasn't disappointed. It was the people that picked um, Xander Shoffley to win the Scottish Open in our one and done. How many? No, no one did. No one got close. <laughs> no one got close. Hopefully everyone um, remembered to put their tips in. They did. Uh, there's a few that missed, a few that missed, um, but, the, but the majority did. Um, the best people were golfing tattooist again. He's coming up a lot lately. Tommy Fleetwood. Fine. Ursus Tommy Fleetwood. Lewis H. No, I'm guessing it's not Lewis Hamilton, but it might be. Tommy Fleetwood. Uh, Joe Tolomeo again. Tommy Fleetwood. Um, you I can't had, remember who I picked. You had Matty Fitz, who T6. That's oh. a great, good pay packet for you. Uh, Rocket. Uh, Ross had, sorry, Ryan Fox, $20,000. I had Herbie. Herbie let me down. Herbie gave me nothing. But, you know, swings around roundabouts. Yeah, you'd had a good run. I'd had a good run. <laughs> Can't complain. <laughs> um, now, before we go on to the uh, the Barbasol, is there anything else you had for the, for the uh, Ajar, the Ajar Scottish Open? Anything else that you were in- interested in seeing? Nah, not really. No, I just thought it was just a good event. It was. Oh, well, look, at the top, I think you had 14 of the top 15 in the world playing. And the one that wasn't there was Rory. And that's because he was playing 
belly bunion with Tiger. So I think the only other thing, only other thing that gave me some entertainment is um, uh, Spieth. Yeah, Spieth <laughs> early was on fire. No, Spieth arguing with Michael Greller about shots. Oh, that's every, every he's time. Got no, it's like Spieth has no idea. Like that one on the par three, when he's arguing the short one, when he just goes, um, like arguing about the club. And yeah. he's like, no. And he's like, no, just hit it. He goes, but this is barely going to go 90. It's not. Even, and then he hits it. And he's like, oh, it's going to be 40 yards short. And it like lands pin eye, like 15 feet away. He's a, he's a weird dude. There's no doubt about it. He's, He'd be, I reckon he would be extremely frustrating to play with because he doesn't stop talking, does not stop talking. Oh, and the, the diagnosis and the overdiagnosis and yeah. stuff like that, he would, like I still remember the, I think it was a, one of the first podcasts that he did with the No Laying Up guys and you just hear him talk about how he thinks about the game and it's like, no wonder you are paralysed. <laughs> like he's legit, I think he's so creative and this sort of golf is built for him. Yeah, definitely. But I think he's he's got a bit of analysis, paralysis by analysis. Yeah, definitely. He uh, he does suit this sort of golf. There's something that, turn, that there's a little flick of the switch in his brain when he gets here. Um, it'd be interesting to see how he goes this week. Yeah. But apart from that, that was it for me from the Scottish. Yep. Well, we'll go before we get on to the Barbasol, I probably should not bury the lead any further because if anyone followed the socials this week they saw marketing come to the forefront what didn't win a car he did not win a car no young doc in marketing made a hole in one though at uh st andrew's beach i talked him into playing on saturday morning it was the dope challenge funnily enough where they tricked up the course as hard as they could make it and put us off the back back pegs um and to just to give everyone a bit of context, so what how what does difficulty um how how difficult was it? It's pretty tough. Um it was was windy but not not crazy. My my GA is nine, nine point eight. Um my daily handicap was fifteen. I thought he got it wrong. So nut but it's fifteen. So that told you how much leeway they were giving you on how on how tough the course was. I only saw a couple of people but break um break thirty six points. Wow. Um, so it was pretty. It was pretty good fun. Um, it was a long day, but yeah, we were sort of both playing pretty scratchy golf through the first handful of holes. And it's not, you know, the first isn't horrendous. Second one's a bit easy. Three and four are brutal early early holes. If anyone hasn't played it, make sure you do get down there if you're ever in Melbourne. Which way was the wind going? If you go by three and four, uh, three and four. So three, I was hitting. I hit a little bit of a smother smother pull with the driver and I had to lay up. I couldn't get there in two and it's par four. It was kind of coming, must've been coming across because the par three fourth was playing two ten, and I had hybrid. I reckon it was coming across from the right-hand side, which I didn't get to the green. I didn't hit it well, but yeah, um, it was, it was, it was playing. I reckon it was coming over the right shoulder, so into your face, maybe on three. I'll say off the off the top of my head, kind of, yeah, into into and across. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, so <laughs> it was um, it was a tough day, but yeah, by the time we got to about the fifth tee box, uh, Doc was not having a very good day. I was only having a slightly better day. Is that he, isn't that's the 
Oh, it's been a while since I played there. That's the par four down the hill. Down the hill, the left, yeah. isn't it? That's it. So we scrapped our way through the two, probably two of the hardest holes. I love, it. I love his quote. And he said, whose idea was it to come down here and play this course off the back pegs? And I just laughed. So he then proceeded to absolutely hammer a golf ball down the middle of the fairway, hits his next shot into the green to about 20 feet, easy tapping par. Um, I made a bogey and then we get to the par three. Now this par three for anyone that's played it knows it. It's kind of in a little um, little funnel sort of from the back to front. So you've got a real backstop there. Trees down the left, big bunker on the right. No, you can't be short. Um, you can be a little bit long and it'll come back. You can't, you can't see the bottom of the flag though, can you? You can't see the bottom of the flag depending on where the, where the pin is. You can kind of see it if it's on the left-left side, bit of a false front there. And if you're on the right-hand side of the green wall, if the pin's over there, you can't see a thing. Yep. So he hit first and it was playing about 170. Um, he had five iron and he and he hit it really well. Like he hit it, hit it solid, but it was going down the tree line. And I was like, oh, I'm really surprised we didn't see that hit the ground and run to the right because anything that goes down that left edge grabs the big swale and pulls it back towards the green and we didn't see it. And then I hit mine, same line, not as clean. And I thought, no, that's definitely going to catch a tree. I'm, I'm going to hit provisional. So we had two playing partners with us and they teed off and I had a provisional. And I said, am you going to hit a provisional? He's like, nah, I think I'll find that. And I'm like, yeah, okay, cool. I'm thinking, oh, I didn't see it run right. So maybe you should have hit a provisional. I said, look, Third, fourth player with us was a young bloke. And he was playing off the front marker. So as he went to do that, I went for a walk up the path and kind of came around the other side, had a look and found my ball that had hit the tree and dropped that was sitting in the scrub. Started looking for Doc's ball. We couldn't find it. Could not find it anywhere. And so the two that were playing with the father and son, they sort of were saying, no, nah, don't, don't worry, guys. You just chip out. Uh, you just guys just play out, play out on the hole. And Doc's like, what do I do? I'm like, well, you're going to have to go back to the tee. Like, if you want, like you definitely get a shot here because he, his daily was 18, um, but you're going to be hitting three off a tee. He's like, oh, I'm probably going to have to do that. And um, he literally had gone back to his bag to get a ball and the dad was just about to try and line up his putt from eight feet. And he's looking at the hole and he's looking at, and he's, then he peeked over and he said, come over here. <laughs> and that's where his ball was. His ball was oh. in the hole. So Doc's ball had taken the ridge that we thought it had and it had run to the right and it had gone in the hole. And the guy was like, I'm lining up my putt and looking at the inside of the hole. I'm thinking, what is that red star? Because Doc has this red star in his golf ball. And yes. uh, yeah, that's where it was. It was in the hole. So yeah, high fives all around. And um, it was very, very good. Very enjoyable to, to see him do it. It was his first one. So he was very happy. He was happy to get, get on the phone to his old man very quickly. Um, get a few messages out and get the photos on the socials and then um, then proceeded to step on the next tee and pummel another drive about 300 metres down the middle. So He's jacked. Yeah, he was jacked. He really got out of his shoes on that one, Justin Thomas style. <laughs> but um, no, it was really good. It was it was a good day and, and credit to the guys down there. They did really well. It is normally a slower day down there at St. Andrew's Beach, especially when you've got a bunch of people playing off the, off the back pegs. It's never going to be quick, but there were some slow points and, and we did have a um, a young bloke with us who was just sort of getting his head around golf and was battling a bit and was and was playing strokes. So he probably should have been playing, picking up here and there, but he wasn't. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, look, it was it was a it was a really really good day. Um, and we we battled along. We both had thirty something points. I think I, I had thirty four. Doc might have had thirty two. Um, but to put it in the context again on the difficulty, I had thirty four points off fifteen. So effectively, I've paid to seventeen. 
my handicap came in. Said I played my said my daily said I played to was eleven. So I was playing I was playing six shots harder than your handicap. So yeah, it was um it was a good day. It was a good day. I, I reckon I might try and get down there next month if it fits into the schedule and do the same thing. I'll talk Ross into going down there. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah. Um. So now that we've done all the fun stuff, let's talk about the not fun stuff. The barbersaw. Now, we're not going to spend a lot of time on the Barbasol. I, I don't think so, because I reckon <laughs> we've spent the most time on the important stuff in this episode. Exactly. Look, the Barbasol was... Um, <sighs> boring? Look, it, it, it was boring. There was only one one exciting thing that happened in the whole tournament, and it was the last shot, last putt by the guy who won it, um, Trey Mullinax. It, it was a tournament that was absolutely hammered with rain. I think they had two or three inches of rain I, I thought so because I saw I was looking at that I was looking at the PGA Tour app and I could yeah. see when they teed off and I'm like this doesn't make sense no, they should be finished by now correct so they had rain all week I mean there were guys, the bunkers were absolute swimming pools there was guys in there with buckets all week trying to get the stuff out it was lift clean in place all week which is why the scores were ridiculous um not much you can do about that and I understand that but the field as we said was was pretty lean as another statement um. And towards the end and down the stretch, it was, you know, there's only a handful of guys that were still in it. Uh, Trey Mullinax, Kevin Streelman, Mark Hubbard, almost Hubs, uh, and Adam Svensson was probably up there for a little bit as well. Matthias Schmid was there. Um, but but they were really the only ones that were really fighting it out. A couple of um, no, lesser known um, Europeans in Hurley Long and there was the other German was up there as well, uh, Matthias Schmid. Um, yeah, it was, it was a weird one because in the end, Trey Mullinax and Stillman sort of separated themselves from the rest of the field. They were probably two shots clear from everybody else. Hubbard, Hubbard was 22 under, and they were, I think were both at 24. Um, coming down the last few holes, they were just sort of toing and froing, but you just knew only one of these guys was winning. And, and probably the only part that people were really interested in was this is the last person that's getting into the Open Championship. So if they win, they're going to be happy. And if they're not, well, if they don't win, well, they're going to be playing the... Uh, Barracuda next week. So Strillman's obviously won on tour before. Mullinux has not won. Oh, really? Had, had never won on tour. And uh, Strillman had had played beautiful golf. He he had dropped one at, um, I think, about 16. Uh, 16, yeah, on the par three. Made a, a pretty ordinary shot on the par three. Ended up in the left bunker. Got up and then had a pretty reasonable putt for par, but didn't make it. So he made the bogey there. Then made a really good birdie on 17. So on, on 18, they were both going down 18 at 24 under. Uh, Struman and Mullinax both went with the short, um, the three-wood. Uh, they could have easily hit driver and probably got past all the bunkers and all the trouble and had some irons in. And remember, it's lift, clean, and place. Anything you're in the middle, you, you've got a perfect line no matter what. Uh, Struman's not a big hitter. Hit it into the green, hit iron and iron, probably only stayed out of the water on the right-hand side by about, you know, two meters so he hit in um into the green which had the water on the right hand side and he probably gave himself about i don't know let's say 15 feet for birdie to win the tournament and i thought that that that's going to be tough to beat because this guy's won three events at least he's he's going to have the all the uh good feel and good vibes here and he's probably going to snatch this mullinax hits his shot in and it it was it was a miss like it it wasn't a it wasn't a bad shot it but he, he might tell me that wasn't a miss, but um, 
he ended up on the right side of the flag, which was only about two meters between the flag or three meters between the flag and the water. So he sort of bounced a couple of times and then was rolling out. I think if it had any more velocity, it might've even gone into the water, but instead of going into the water, he, he was the one with the uphill putt. So he had the uphill putt. Uh, he had, he had 14 feet uh, for birdie and Strillman had a putt as well for birdie, but he was at uh, 11 feet. Oh, so sorry. Sorry. Nine feet. So he had nine feet. So he was, he was putting second. Mullinex steps up, rolls it straight in the middle. Never look like missing. Big fist pumps. Um, chance <clears> to win his first tournament, and you know, best worst is going to happen. He's going to be in the playoff. And Strillman missed. Didn't really look like making it uh, after off the bat. It looked like it was going to be right, and I think it was right. Um, and it missed. So he tapped in his um, he tapped in his par, and Mullinex won. So Mullinex gets his first win. He gets a ticket straight into the Open Championship next week. And even though there was a group behind, um, he was home and home. So he was three three shots clear. So that was um, yeah, that was the way it went. It was the biggest story of the week was honestly the last pump, the fist pump, and the fact that if you want to go and if you do see the highlights this week, if anyone watches it, all you'll see is blokes with buckets in bunkers trying to get the um trying to get the course anywhere near back to where it needed to be. Um, from the oh. one and dud. Sorry, mate. Yeah, I wonder if Mullinax is. Use some of the prize money to hire a private jet to get over there, then because sure you'd have to because you you wouldn't want to be trying to fly the airlines over there. Because there's a uh, there's a very big contingent of players, caddies, and other people that have lost their clubs on the way. Oh wow! No, I yeah. didn't know that. Yeah, there's a lot. There is a lot of people that have lost their clubs. I'd hope he goes. I I, I think he'd be <clears> mad <throat> if he didn't. Um, you know. Even if you're going over there to, even if you don't think you're going to make the cut, you'd go. It's 150th. Why wouldn't you? Yeah, exactly. Uh, be mad. There were a few people that were very disappointed, though. Very, very, very disappointed. One is Chipper. One is no three putts. One is Nomadic Golfer. And the other is Pultz. Because they all picked, they all picked Kevin Strillman. <laughs> very disappointing for the boys. Uh, second place is better than you know. I picked bads because I was I'm a I'm a goose. Well, I picked Chess and Hadley, who I thought was an unbelievable pick, uh, and he, he made me, he made seven and a half thousand dollars. This is not yeah, not <laughs> great. Uh, and Ross, no, it wasn't Austin Smotherman this week. That was last week. Ross picked. Yeah, you had bads. Ross had Satoshi Kadira. There you go. He made $21,000. <laughs> that was an interesting pick. Um, for the overall, so after both of those tournaments, we've got Nomadic Golfer on top now at $11 million. He's back. Michael Lloyd at 10.6. Three putt or die at 10.2. The Doctor, the hole-in-one magician, oh. is up to 9.9. Look out. No three putts, 9.6. So there's a little bit of separation there in the top five. So you and I have got a bit of work to do this week. Yeah, we need we need a big finish. Big wow. Finish. The win the, the first prize this week, if you get the winner and the bloke's above you don't, you'll comfortably be back in the first place because it would have to be at least three million US for first. Yeah, the problem is I I feel like I'm not gonna have many no players left. No players left. I think I've burnt them all. That's the tricky part. That is the tricky part. Yeah. I think I've burnt I've I think I need to think a bit more about the strategy next year, I think. Mate, 
I warned everybody that it's only till you do it the first time do you think next year I'll do that differently. Um, So, yes, I I, I agree. I think next year we'll make this bigger and better, Uh, hopefully get a lot more people in. And, uh, yeah, hopefully I'll win. Oh, I think that's enough for the, the review episode. That's that enough. Was, yeah, mate. That was it's good. Luck, it's lucky that we both are still asleep after talking about the Barbasol. No, no. Yeah. And Doc's only one. I wish it was mine. <laughs> Have you had one yet? I've had one, but it yeah. was like 15 years ago. But yeah. I, I played with Doc, obviously, when he had his one. And the last time uh, another person when I had one was a mate of mine, Scotty, Scotty McGregor. He had one at Lonsdale, and I was with him and Doc. So the three of us were playing together, and Scotty oh, that's had the, one. That's uh, Detective, isn't Detective it? Detective Brennan, yeah. That's it. Yep. And then he, and Scotty had made another one, oh. and, the, and, the, and and that day I played with him as well. So I've I've only I only know I've only seen three hole in ones, and, I've, and none of them have been mine. So I really need to stop playing with people I don't don't know, oh, that I don't like. I should say. I've had I've had two. I had one, my first one, and it was so funny. My dad laughed because he said, you know, you played so serious and you played so much golf for a very, very long time and you yeah. had so many misses. And he said, you know, it's like one of my first rounds back after not playing for like seven years. Yeah. And I was at Cape Shank. Is it 13? or par three down the hill. 13 down the hill? Cape uh, Shank? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, I think it's 13. <laughs> so oh yeah, like, yeah, that's a beautiful hole. The so one that goes straight back to the national. Yes. So up yep. on the hill, a little bit windy. Yep. Hit this little sort of sawn off little punch six iron, yep. and it was just pure. And the pin was sort of in that front front middle. Yep. And it's landed sort of on the tier and spun yep. a little bit left, and then trickled down in the hole. And it's like, <laughs> ah, like a madman. Yeah. That was the first one, and then the second one was about. I think it was only about two years later at Eagle Ridge. Yep. Is it one, two? Is it 11? One. 11, the par three, the little par three? Across the little, next to the dam. Yeah, yeah. So yep. it was playing about 145. Yep. It was, a, we had a corporate day there playing in Ambrose and yeah. one of my mates playing with us. We're, we're, we're doing all right. And like a little seven iron punch, just hit it low. It was just, I could, you could almost hear the ball spinning. It was like yeah. fizzing. And it's landed again to the right of the flag, just past on the, on the little bank and spun. And it's trickled down, trickled down, and just like, just gone bang straight in the hole. I'm pretty sure he cracked a rib when he grabbed me. My mate Ben <laughs> grabbed me, picked me up, and he's shaking me like up and down. Um, yeah, so they they were awesome. I, d- I didn't keep the balls or anything like that. I oh, really? Uh, no, nah. mate. I, mine was at my local goat track, and I was supposed to be at work, and I'd knocked off early, and it was about three o'clock in the afternoon, and I was with my brother and his best mate. And if my brother wasn't there, he would never have believed it happened, because he would never have believed me. And it was a it was about a one fifty meter shot, and the wind was blowing. And I hit it up to the right and it came down and it looked like it rattled on the flag. And I'm like, I reckon that hit the flag because you could still see the ball. Yeah. He's like, nah, nah, you're going to be about three meters away. And I'm like, oh, okay. Oh, yeah, I thought it hit the flag anyway. So the next bike pegs up and we sort of look back to the green and my ball's gone. And I said, my ball's not in the, my ball's in the hole. And they're like, my brother straight away is like, 
you've had a hole in one. No one cares. Like you're just giving me absolutely nothing. <laughs> had a hole in one. No one cares. So what was happening was the flag was blowing in the wind and was holding it out. And the minute the wind had slowed, oh, the, well, the flag had straightened up and it had dropped. So um, yeah, but I'd I'd made three phone calls before I'd got to the green. There was no social media <laughs> then. No social media then. And as I said to Doc, on the way home. I stopped at the trophy store and bought the number one with the little ball that goes into the side of the one. I was oh, all over sick. it. I got to find. I'll find it. Find it for you. Yeah, I, I've seen and I'd seen a fair few. So I think I'd seen seen three, and I've had a number of near misses. And and obviously most recently the one at Boogle Run. Remember the? Yes. 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 <laughs> That that was one of my near misses, and I had another one which was in a like this is when I was growing up. This is one of the more interesting four hole stretches. It was a qualifying tournament that we have for this um, handicap match play event. I was only a young tucker. I've started, I've started bogey double. Then on the third hole, I've hold my second shot for eagle. <laughs> And the next hole's a par three. So you're battling. Yeah, I'm battling. <laughs> yeah. Bogey double eagle. The next hole of the par three, I've hit I've hit this six iron in there and it's pitched an inch in front of the flag, hit the flag stick. The guy said it went in the hole, jumped out and sat on the sat on the edge. Oh that would be a nightmare. Where were you? But Where'd after you four hours playing? Hmm? Yeah. Where were you playing? Oh, that's the good old Tasman Golf Club down Tasman in the Golf Yeah. So, you know, three over after three, even after four. I this is not I didn't have a hole in one, but it reminds me of my best and worst day playing golf. Moonalink's open course. I talked to a few mates that are going down there for my birthday to play hot golf, eight holes of golf. First hole got stuck in that pot bunker right in front of the green. <laughs> and the sand was kind of on a downward slope facing into the into the front of the green and I couldn't get the ball up quick enough. Like you just, the way it was laying, I literally almost had to turn around and hit it out backwards as in away from the hole, but I didn't, wasn't smart enough to do that. So I took a quad on, on the first hole and had, I thought, I've got steam coming off me. It's my birthday. I've come down here to play golf. and I've made an eight on the first. And then I went birdie, birdie, birdie next three. I was like, I've never done that again. Um, Another one. I, it's not a hole in one or yeah. it kind of is. Again, the same my, my old stomping ground. So that what used to be the eighth, and I think they played as a seventeenth. Now, a little par four up the hill. It's, it's two, it can be played two ways. You can either go try and take the shot over the tree. So you've got to get this sucker up really fast. Mm. Go over the trees and try and sort of drive the green or around the green, or you just play it out the corner and hit like a little wedge on. So this guy we were playing with, he I think his handicap was like. 18, 19, and he could fair whack it. So he's grabbed like three wood because he's fairly long and he's just, he just grabbed it and he's just, and he usually hits like this booming cut, like a little bit Bruce Litsky style. And he's actually, it's like the first draw he's ever hit in his life, but it's gone out of bounds. Yep. It's like short and then left is out of bounds. So he's yep. like, and because you can kind of see the green. So he's, it's gone out of bounds. So it's like, oh, he's got to go again. So he's he, he's gone again. And there are guys up on the on the 18th tee. 
and you can see down to the green and he's hit one and it's landed just left of the green and it's trickled down off the hill. And then you can't, you can see where the flag is, but you can't see like the bottom of the flagstick. And yep. you, all you hear, all you see is the guys on the green going, go in, go in. And then all of a sudden they're like, so he's made birdie with his uh with his uh provision with his um he's he's gone throughout the team made birdie oh that's disappointing <laughs> that's disappointing <laughs> I remember I remember Bads did that at a Bads did that in a tournament 10, 15 years ago he hit one OB and then hold his next on a par four for um drivable par four for good good golf so good uh, so good all right we we actually this. We've added some another ten minutes of content on we did. and stuff like that. We did. So maybe everyone woke up after the barbasol. That's it. All right. Thanks, everyone. Again, uh, again, we're not we're leaderless, not rudderless. So uh, hopefully, uh, everyone's enjoyed this. Remember, like, subscribe, add some stuff in the Discord, um, leave some comments on, on the podcast. We really appreciate it. And yeah, write a review. Yeah, write a review exactly. And. Um, tune in for the uh, the preview of the 150th. See you soon.